The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Aphrodite's Labyrinth, Demystifying the Female Sex, slash The Heart of the Wolf, slash The Wolf Den, slash The Heart of the Wolf's Den, slash Wolf Hour. This is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Welcome to Aphrodite's Labyrinth. This is your Wait, host. hold on a second. Wait, Aphrodite's Labyrinth. I thought we were calling it the heart of the wolf. Uh, well, I, you know, we talked about it, but I don't think we ever decided. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, it, it, so, it sounds like to me like Aphrodite's Labyrinth, like um, they're in control. And that's that's not true. That's the opposite of what we're well, trying it, to say. Well, it's the... It's the, the they, they have the illusion of control. It's Aphrodite's Labyrinth, meaning some <sighs> lecherous man gets to go in there and, you know... Whatever's in that, like it's a me- it's a metaphor for a vagina. Well, like you got that right. I, I yeah, I get that. But in, in a labyrinth, there's a minotaur that controls the labyrinth. It, uh, and then there's going to be a subtitle that says "Demystifying the Fair Sex." All right. Well, um, I guess we'll have to. Okay. Well, welcome right. to. Well, here's what we're doing. We'll just say it. Uh, I'll introduce it the other way, and then we'll we'll have this discussion offline, and then we'll talk about it. And we're going to edit all of this out. All right. Okay. But, all right. So I'll start it over, and I'm going to do. Um, all right. All right, here I go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Heart of the Wolf. This is your host, Big Bangers, here with my co-host. Um, Destiny, thanks for having me. Destiny, I know we got a lot of buds from the message boards here. Why don't you spell it out so they're sure who you are? Uh, D-6-S-T-A-N-Y, but the A is an inverted A. It's a V, all caps. All right, so... We're moving on to our field guide about how we did this today, how we did this weekend. We are to pick up artists who have been having sex for hundreds of days, and we're here as Many a service hours. to you. The, the amount of time we've put on the clock, kissing and touching and fingering, it's just like... You know, we know what we're talking about here, guys. We know what to do. We know what the women want. We're it's like a Mel Gibson thing. We know what they want. We're here to tell you, right? This isn't uh this isn't our first rodeo. You know, um, <laughs> movie with um, uh, Luke Perry, eight seconds. Um, for me, it's like eight minutes. Is that how so, long you have sex? Uh, it's longer actually, but um, I okay. I, well, I, I just didn't get the joke otherwise. Oh, well, we're gonna edit this good, out too, so we'll do movie. that. We'll just we'll do the. Either yeah. way, we got the chops, buddy. All right, so you're in the right place if you're looking for tips on uh, uh, love and lust, more specifically. So let's get straight to it. Let them know what we were up to this weekend. Uh, Destiny, tell us how'd your field guide go? All right, so um, just to give you some visuals of um, how I how I go out when I'm working, gaming as we call it. Um, one thing it's one of my signatures is I, I wear shackles on my wrists with a bit of the chain link that's still attached. Um, it's sort of like I've escaped a dungeon and I, it just shows people I will not be chained down and I'll be not locked, not be locked up. Um, so that's one of my number one, uh, signature accessories. Another thing that I always have on me is I wear an amulet that is a silver Ouroboros with jewel red eyes. 
And um, an Ouroboros is an ancient symbol of a snake or a serpent sucking itself off. Um, it represents. It, it, mean, it means medicine. It means life and death. It means loss and rebirth. It's an infinite cycle, uh, nature, etc. In our case, it's the need to conquer sluts. So that's something I always have on myself. So just to give you the visual idea of what it's like, um, what's what are some things that you have uh, maybe that help make you stand out to women or targets? Well, I have two distinct approaches, two styles that I like to master, just in case you get a certain type of girl, you know, to switch it up. And, you know, I have my soft style and I have my strong style. And if I'm going out soft style, um, I like to put a little bit of like scarecrow, scarecrow straw in my sleeves so that people just will come up and ask me questions of why I have straw there. If I'm a farmer, it's sticking out and I'm, you know, I'm a itchy. What's this for? And, you know, mm-hmm. I'll have that. Um, I'll usually have a button up shirt and I just have the one button at the bottom uh, put in and I'll have a big fake gold necklace that goes down to about the middle of my belly button and I have a lot of fake tattoos and I'll usually have that'll be a dragon or a mosquito or something cool, something that probably means like a Chinese day of the year, whatever they do, but Usually that, and then I I wear just like some some lifted boots to make me look much taller, about a three four inch lift. Um, what are you saying right now, height wise? I'm uh well you know with the lifts I'm five six. Oh awesome. Well, I will say that the hay is an interesting approach. I hadn't thought of that because um you know some women may suffer from hay fever, for instance. So when they become near you, they might start breaking out in hives and their eyes might start tearing up. And then you can offer to take them to the urgent care. You know? Well, usually what I do, what I do in, that, in that case has happened a couple times and I've gotten some women really sick. But what I do is in order to show them that you kind of are this big, burly, tough, real man's man, what you do is you tell them that it's not your problem. And it's, just because you don't like my hay... I mean, honestly, you being this weird about my outfit, you should be apologizing to me, is, is, is generally what I say, you know? Right. You know, subconsciously, like, I'm tore up. I feel bad. I hate to see these girls in pain, but I got to conquer them also. So they are something that I need, you know? So I agree. It's a give and take. Um, speaking of that, some people, I mean... Visual is different. Um, the hay can affect you visually. It can set, affect other senses, like I said, uh, allergies, stuff like that. Um, for me, I have something I use. Is I know the whole market. I believe for colognes is just so inadequate. It's so inefficient. You know, there are some okay scents out there, but I don't find any of them nearly as satisfactory as I'd like. Um, uh, the biggest I, problem I've always had with cologne is just none of them are strong enough. Right. And I believe some women um, feel the same way. So I think what I had to do, and I do do now, is um, I make my own sense. And I make sense I believe women find truly desirable. Um, my favorite scent that I've made, I won't reveal the entire recipe, but I will say that it does contain olive oil, lavender, Frank's Red Hot, and gasoline. 
Um, that sounds called, sounds good to me. It's strong. It's very strong. I mean, you could it, marinate a pork steak in that if you wanted to. I'd eat you it. You could. It's called Fibonacci, and you can buy it on my site for uh, 100 USD. All right, can I ask you this? Where did the name Fibonacci come from? Um, I'd rather not elaborate on that. That's kind of personal. If I recall correctly, isn't Fibonacci that famous joke clown who was told to see himself by a very bad doctor? He could have the same name as the man I'm thinking of, but the man I'm thinking of is just a uh, famous comedian. He uh, hit watermelons with a big hammer. Um, oh, Gallagher. Oh, is, is that his name? Yeah. Oh, maybe I... Well, well, well you um, can rename it to Gallagher. I mean, you just got to change it on the website. And uh, can you tell everybody what your website is? Just to get a little plug in there? Um, it's my name at uh, .co.uk. I couldn't get the... Uh, the American or dot com like I would have liked, but um, you know, you gotta work with what you get, as we do. We we compromise, we improvise, we make it work and we wing it. That's what we do in this business. So my one of my biggest tips, one of my top tips for rookies, guys getting into the field, is um a lot of guys will hold doors for women and open car doors and you know, bar doors, club doors, whatever. Don't do that. Don't hold doors. Don't open doors. You should go in before her, but don't hold the door for her. She should be expected to open it herself. Um, because me, she hasn't earned she hasn't earned it to right. have you open it for her yet. Now let me ask you this. Now I know that she should open it herself, but what if she's following so closely, probably subconsciously because you're a leader, that she just naturally is able to slip in without touching the door? Uh, would you consider maybe? jerking the door door shut before she's able if to get she, in or if would, she tried to slip in yeah quickly i'd probably shut it would you make eye contact when you do it or would you make it seem like an accident oh absolutely she needs to know yeah i mean that is something it's like why should i open the door for you who are you to me you should be opening you know what's next i open a door for you i'm just going to be giving your feet sponge baths you know rubbing them kissing comes, them right it comes and, back to, I mean, the, these feminists, I agree with a lot of the stuff they're saying, actually. You know, I consider myself a feminist because I shouldn't have to open the door for her. And she shouldn't expect me to. And I don't I don't want to pay for their stuff. That's I don't want to I don't want to treat them nice. I don't want to pay for their stuff. I don't want to listen to the, their ideas. I don't want to talk to them. I mean, for the most part, if it's just this giant, you know, feral being inside of me that constantly is pushing my dick to get hard and forcing me to be around, you know, a a, a a type of people that generally wants to suck you dry, you know? If it wasn't for this intense pink, red, purple-ish dick that sits between my legs, you know, I'd probably never leave the house. Right. Um, I'm the same way. All right, let's get into it's kind our of like inspir- it's kind of our burden. It's kind of our burden to carry. I'm sorry. Let's get into um, it. it's definitely it's it's definitely it's definitely a burden, and I would say more specifically, it's the white man's burden. All right, so let's get into our inspirations as pickup artists. I know that um that every kind of guy likes in this field models himself, doesn't copy, doesn't envy, just models themselves after someone they had seen, somebody, somebody. And my inspiration as a pickup artist 
has always been the alien from the sitcom TV show ALF, the titular ALF. Now, the thing about ALF is, was there ever a single time in ALF's life where he didn't know what to say? Did ALF ever get caught off guard? Did ALF ever look the fool? ALF was perhaps two feet tall, but he was the largest man in the room. And for that reason, I like to think of myself as an ALF when I'm there talking to women. He likes eating cats. Now, I won't be the type of gross man that makes the obvious joke about eating pussy. I'm not going to do that. But ALF eating cats was a metaphor for eating pussy. It's just there. It's 100% there. He ate pussy. Absolutely. Right. Right. Which, you know... I respect sexually and your ability to get there, but it's also something I refuse to do. But I respect that Alf was able to do it, you know? He just had Alf, that immeasurable wit. Right. The, you know? the, 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 the soul of wit, as Shakespeare said. That's what Alf had. Alf was never at a loss for words. Alf was always out there. People were smiling at him. Women wanted him. Men wanted to be him. He had a spaceship. He lived with a family. He was hidden like a secret agent. Like, oh, is he dangerous? He's an alien. He's going to hurt me. Is he a dog? What is he? Does he eat dogs? You know, you always want to carry that mystery around you because women have their ideal man in mind. And the less they know about you, the more they'll just pretend they're that guy that's perfect for them. You know, I'm against even telling women your real name. You know, I go by the big banger. Women ask me what my name is. You say the that big is banger. Your name. I'm the big banger. I usually what else do they want? You know, I usually say something like I'm the big banger baby. And then something like God have it. I mean, I call you big for short. It's fine with me. Yeah. Or BB or double B. You know, sometimes Who's I call your... you destiny. Sometimes I call you the six man. Or des, you know, D. Like des. That's nice. Who's that your works. Um... Who's, who are some of your more inspirations? Um, you have anything else? Anyone yeah, else I have off? two other ones that are one inspiration. Okay. The albino twins from The Matrix were this ethereal combat force. They didn't negotiate. They didn't ask questions. They attacked. Or they relaxed. You never knew if they were friend or foe. When you first see them, they're smoking a hookah and they're wearing cool white leather trench coats. That inspired me to buy a white leather trench coat. And that inspired me to look for a friend in my area on Craigslist to dress up like them with me on Halloween. You know, that inspired me. That inspired me to consider growing dreadlocks before I Googled it. And that seems hard. You know, and those two. They, I was very they, interested. They always kept their cool, like just level-headed. That was the coolest part. And you know, always we'll calm. get into it later because I have more on them in the. Um, you know, I'm gonna get into this now. Um, a good advanced tip. Now, rookies, just don't try this yet. All right, but a lot of times, if you're working within a two set of dudes going in for, you know, you sometimes need necessarily a wingman to come in and kind of, you know level things out or take some of the, you know, the other women away for you so you can get some one-on-one time. Now, a great two set is to do the we are getting annoyed type thing that the Albino Matrix twins did. 
right? You're going to talk at the exact same time as your buddy. You're going to say the same thing, and you're going to act like you're a singular entity. Women will think, what are these guys up to? How long can they keep this up? Are they being funny? Are they serious? And sometimes when I do it, I don't even know. Sometimes I close my eyes real hard and squeeze, and sometimes I feel like I am those albino twins, and my trigger finger just starts going crazy, and I think about shooting up the bar. But then I take a drink, and I breathe a little bit, and women realize from all that I'm a little intense, and, you know, dangerous is sexy. Those two, I mean, you're right there, prime example of how to do a double team. If you're going to go out, um, going out in groups with guys is great. I always recommend trying out being in a pack, um, as well as being a lone wolf, of course. But it's just that duo dynamic, um, yin and yang even, you can play that off. Um, it's always... It's always something that women don't expect, which is something that you always want to keep up, keep up that momentum. Yeah. And sometimes you can approach, um, you know, one woman with two guys and you can start, you know, pressuring her to call her friends and stuff like that. And women, you know, they might go for that. They need to be be intimidated a little bit. Right. You know, Uh, you know, in general, women need to be punished for their transgressions. Um, can I talk a little bit about my inspirations? Oh, please do. Um, so you had Alf, um, which we, we discussed. My first one I would like to mention has got to be, um, you know, 1990s Winona Ryder, um, with the, the starring in the Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. Um, Beetlejuice, I think, is a perfect example of being unpredictable, which is what women want to see they don't want to be with some boring old guy who just compliments them they want to be with some insane psychopath um, possibly insane you know possibly undead too yeah i was about to say i i like the idea of being undead because what do you have to lose nothing absolutely nothing because you're already dead And, you know, right. even even just on flare game that suit that black and white suit is on point i mean oh. Don't even what? get me started. That's one reason why I dress the way I do. Yeah, you're Beetlejuice inspired. Like every single like like goth kid from the nineties. They just you know, they saw Beetlejuice and they're like, this makes sense. It you couldn't go anywhere in the nineties without um, you know, you talk to women and you ask them who is the number one uh, fictional character they would want to have sex with. It was always Beetlejuice or probably Mufasa. Mufasa? Um, often. I mean, Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live. Um, Coach Bombay from Mighty Ducks. What a dreamboat. I mean. Easy. Easy. Guy you works know, with kids. You look at, the, you look at the, the type of men women like, you know, it's a lot of like kindergarten cop. It's a lot of, you know, you know, the big chief from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, it's a okay. lot of those guys that just exude this kind of, you know, almost preternatural power, magical energy, you know, that's just masculinity. It's almost like when they walk into the room, it stinks with pheromones. And even as a fellow male, I can tell, and that's what I want to achieve. Right. And that brings me next to my uh, second inspiration, um, coming from a primal um, nature, is my second, and he's probably you know, one of my number one fashion inspirations as well is the famous Donkey Kong. Um, oh, he always classic. wore a tie. 
no matter what. He always wore a tie. He always wanted to look good, despite his animalistic nature. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Right. Um, which another thing would probably bring, make, bring me to my conclusion of um, my number one inspiration. And um, I would say probably the most handsome man on earth. And I'm not afraid to say that. You know, I'm cool with my sexuality. I can see if a guy is attractive. Um, you have to be able to... Sp- you have to be able to recognize these things if you want to be successful in the game. Um, most handsome man on earth and the guy I look up to the most is probably Mark Cuban. Oh, easy. Dallas Mavericks. Easy. That jawline. Uh, he's just a baller. Just a baller. He does what he wants. He's a playboy. You he's know, got that blazer, right? And it's like, right. you're thinking, this guy's wearing a blazer. He's stuck up. And then look down, what do you see? Bam, blue jeans. Whoa, who's this guy? And then you look even further down. Whoa, shitty Jerry Seinfeld sneakers. Who's this guy think he is? He's unpredictable. And you know, he's closely associated with um, one of the most famous Dallas Mavericks players of all time, who is also, I happen to think, the most attractive basketball player of all time, Dirk Nowitzki. Sean Marion. So it's like, how, how are you going to lose with these guys? You Sean can't. Marion, too. Sean Marion. How are you going to lose? Oh, the best, the best Maverick of all time. Easy to me. Say what you want about Dirk, but Sean Marion, mwah. You know? Sean, you know, I'm a, when it comes to basketball, I'm a Sh- Sean Marion, Karan Butler kind of guy. Right. Well, we talk about our inspirations. What about our aspirations? What would we like to achieve? The ultimate goal? Where are we going to go into that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the ultimate goal of every pickup artist is different because some guys are just shy and want to learn how to talk to girls, right? Some guys want to conquer all women. Uh, Some guys just want to have a lot of sex. Some guys want to fall in love. For me, I just want people to stop asking me if I have sex and just assume that I do. Well... We all want to achieve that, but we also have, you know, despite us saying that we don't care about women, which we don't, you have to have some standards. Right. You have to have a dream girl. Um, Do you have to have um, a certain woman you think is the most attractive or a a type? Let's let's do it this way, all right? Um, Because I feel like once you start talking about that stuff with another person, it almost changes their answer. So let's do a one, two, three count, and then we're going to say who we think the hottest woman of all time is. Just, just not even like dream, just the hottest babe of all time. All right. Right. Just fire it out. Right after three. All right. So one, two, three. Lola Lola Bunny. Bunny. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Lola Bunny. Easy. It's it's not even a contest. Not even a contest. contest. Because, like, you look at Lola Bunny, and in that first time of Space Jam, and Bugs Bunny is even like, whoa, who's that? Even Michael Jordan is like, oh, who is this? Yeah, wearing these shorts. And then they're thinking, this is just some girl I can talk to. And then she shows she's tough and can dribble a ball, even though she obviously traveled. I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, she traveled when she was she doing the little travel, dribble. But you can ignore it because you're too busy looking at her. You yeah, because like, everybody's jaw is dropped at Lolo. Like this unbelievably, undeniably sexy, beautiful, gorgeous woman that's just there playing basketball. Well, you look at her and you know, you're like, you know, she's a rabbit. Okay. And you're not supposed to like rabbits. It's well, illegal, you see, like, but her, her figure, you see her figure, and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to want to fuck that rabbit. Like that rabbit do. 
wants it. You know, that's what I thought. You know, when I first saw it, I was 11 years old. I didn't know what it was. Right. And I actually stood up in the theater, right? And I was with my mom and my dad. I'm like, that rabbit wants it. And everybody started yelling and booing and throwing trash at me and pulled me down. But it's true. That rabbit wanted it. And you and they, those people would look back now and they would agree with you. They would and not, only a they would only a true alpha pimp like Bugs could have landed that literal tail. Well, Bugs is one of the first. Uh, he's just one of the original PUAs, right? You know, he had controversial styles too because he frequently cross dressed. Oh yeah, he and, had he had outlandish techniques, but they right. worked. I mean. He was just fighting for his life, and he would pretend to be a woman, and it would just, like, it would get the male hunters going. The, you know, the almost legally fucking brain-dead hunters would go gaga for that guy. Or, um, you know, Daffy. He had a weird psychosexual thing for him, too. Well, Daffy was clearly asexual. You think so? Yeah, but I, you know, I don't you know. You think if, he had some kind of? You think he had like Aspergers or something? Oh, like definitely. That? I mean, if you watch enough episodes, you can tell Daffy Duck's on the spectrum. Anytime he feels out of place in any kind of social thing, he just kind of spurs out and just starts flipping out and yelling at stuff. Yeah, he just has like these like panic attacks, and he just has these fits. And, yeah, like, stomps his foot, and you know, honestly, like I you can tell that. a lot about human nature from Looney Tunes, from Foghorn Leghorn to Bugs Bunny to Daffy Duck. Uh, Porky Pig is a classic beta. Like everything's kind of spelled out there, you know. Um, might I bring up uh, Pepe Le Pew? Oh, Pepe Le Pew, maybe you know one of the ultimate pickup artists. You know, he's a skunk that pretends to be a cat to fuck. He just goes for it. He goes for it, and you got to admire his confidence because no matter how many times these women strike him, no matter how many times these women hit him with brooms and frying pans, and no matter how many stars he sees circling above his head, Pepe Le Pew keeps sexually assaulting them. He and doesn't give up, and he doesn't care how he smells, he doesn't care how he looks, he just grabs them, and he's going to kiss them You need to have the, them the confidence. Like he should. You need to yeah. have the confidence as a PUA to go into a bar and imagine... That as soon as you go into the bar, you smell so bad that everybody puts an oversized clothespin over their nose. Right? And he doesn't care, and neither should you. You should not care if you smell bad. A good confidence test is to just go a couple days without brushing your teeth and speak right in a woman's face. And she'll think, what is this guy doing? Who is this guy? And it works. Probably. It does work. Um, All right, so so I would say my third. Oh, we still haven't gone to we haven't gone to our second hottest woman yet. You already got because uh, oh. I got three lined up here. I'm ready to go. So why don't we, we do were talking this? So long we were talking so long for about Lola. I forget we didn't get to the second. Okay. All right. So on the count of three, I'll count to three, and then we say who the second hottest woman on the planet is. All right. One, okay. two, three. The, the green M and M. Yeah, the green M&M is so no. thick, dude. That body, oh. holy shit, man. I remember when they introduced that green M&M, that commercial. And, you know, it's like, you got the red M&M, who's, who's a jackass. You got the yellow M&M, who's 
He's like kind of like yeah. the lighthearted, like yeah. he's like kind of just a kind-hearted, but like soft guy, seventy IQ pushing it, like right. on it, just dip like shit. A, a mice and men, Lenny yeah. Type of I mean, shit. it was a classic. It was a classic mice and men that duo, right? That tag team of M and M's, right? And then I think they came up with the blue M M&M and M who played the saxophone. I think he was supposed to be Bill Clinton or something. And then this fuck, like, who is this green M M&M? and M? Oh, who mama! And she comes out. That? wearing these white high heels and sunglasses and she dips it down the sunglasses and you see those seven inch something eyelashes flutter up and down and i was hoogy moly i was hooked after that one i was like i gotta get me some m and and i said now well i said now that's a woman you know at the tv and everybody agreed like holy moly that green m&m you know, then they tried to introduce the brown M M&M, and M, which just meh. You know, it's all right, but you know, fuck the brown. No M&M's. one wants to eat the brown M M&M. and M. It's they're already brown inside. So yeah, no, it's like I mean, it's a naked M M&M. and M. It's it's just you know the brown M M&M and M seems stuck up, and it's just like ugh, I'm not going to spend my time with that M M&M. and M. You know, who's that M M&M and M thinks she is? I would not fuck that M M&M, and M. You know, the green one though. The green one, the the green one, man. I'd marry that green M M&M. and M. I'd, I I I I'm down for that. To get out of the game. You're like I'm yeah. out of the game. I'm locked down. I'd hang place. up. You know, I retire. I'm hanging up my fedora hat with a big peacock feather sticking out of it, and like the little you know b- band around the bottom of its leopard print. I'd put that one right. right up on my coat rack, and it would gather dust, and I'd gain a hundred pounds and live forever, and have a bunch of crossbreed children with the green M M&M. and M. I'd be beautiful. It'd be beautiful. All right, and uh, let's go. Let's let's uh, let's hear what your third is. My third, um, as I know, I know I've talked about this before. People have agreed with me, but they always it always seems to go under the radar. Um, but the third, I think, most attractive woman in my life that I've seen has to be um, Miss Spider from James and the Giant Peach, the animated film. <laughs> Easily the sexiest spider I've ever seen. She had like the French accent, and the beret. I know that the beret. She kind of had like a mm. a motherly kind of vibe to her, but like maybe not. Like maybe like maybe just, like, like this se- sultry, hot stepmom, yeah, this sultry kind of motherly thing, you know. And the beret yeah. is something that you know, while it may be attract, uh, you know, um, aligned with either French women or dictators. I wouldn't knock it to try as like a PUA thing. You can you can put on a beret and see how it works for you too. Oh, nothing is ruled out. You know, I could pick up women in Israel wearing an SS uniform. I guarantee that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I heard about you know. I read your field guide where you tried that, and you went a long time without getting deported. I did get jailed, and um, I won't speak of that because I'm not allowed to. But um, yeah, I'm not against trying anything. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you do not take. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan said that while he was cheating on his wife. And um, Michael Jordan is another another hero. Um, just Base James is full of you know role models to base yourself off of. Not even just bugs. Or the inspiration of Lola being like, you can have this if you want it. Yeah, yeah. But, if you're um, cool Michael enough, was just a champion. 
you know, one thing that gets a bad rap in that thing is that business alien, that business alien gets a bad rap where all he was trying to do was, you know, run a business and everybody got on his shit. But, you know, the business alien could be seen as like a type of PUA guy and somebody you could role model after because he was strong and he got what he wanted and he smoked cigars. He wear expensive suits and looked cool. It right, just had I know, to fit the narrative. That's let's uh, let's let's anyway. get to. I know we got um, some fan mail here. Uh, we got some notes coming in. Some viewers sent us some uh, field guides to get read. And uh, okay. you know, I'll I'll start this one off. I uh, I got a uh, I got a, a, a username. Um, Chesterfield elitist, right? Okay. And. It's, this one's called We Live in the Fucking Future, Getting Laid in Hillbilly Country on Tinder. All oh. right. Sounds interesting. You know, it's not a typical thing. You know, it's not some, you know, guy that just, you know, and he'll tell him a little about his life. And uh, this is what, you know, being a pickup artist is really about. All right. All right. Let's hear 35 year old male here, recently divorced. This weekend, I was going on a trip to the middle of nowhere in West Virginia. And while I was bored in my hotel, I finally installed Tinder to see what would happen. That night, I swiped on a couple women around 5.30-ish, and then went out to dinner with and beers with my brother. I get back to the hotel around 9-ish, feeling tipsy, get ready for bed, and turn Tinder back on in a horny mood. I start swiping again, this time without reading profiles and without much physical discrimination. Match, 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 match. Holy shit, these women have been busy tonight. I had about 30 matches waiting for me of all shapes and sizes. I say the same thing to each one, because I'm old school. Hey, I hate typing. Can I call you real quick? Several send their numbers, some don't respond, and some want more banter before they let me call. I ignore all but the first category. I started calling them in descending order of hotness. The first girl I call starts talking about how there aren't any good men anymore, nobody goes to church, and they just want a quick fuck, and she ain't like that. I told her, whoops, that sounds like me, so I guess you're not interested in having an orgasm in my hotel room. She hangs up. First of all, this is me commenting now, this is not the story classic alpha move classic alpha oh, yeah. move you're just in- inviting a woman to have an orgasm it's fine after she complains S- about men it's fine because you know what Standard you don't have protocol. time for her shit you don't have time for her shit right it's a no. numbers game there's always more fish in the sh- in the sea you're not looking for a right? wife here no That's you're just good. you're in a motel room you're recently divorced and you're drunk and you're just trying to have sex what woman wouldn't want a guy like that all right Back to the story. I call the second girl. I ask her all about herself, make some jokes, make her laugh a couple times, tell her some bullshit about how I travel for business. Women don't seem to like that. But I always told my last girlfriend, just come with me. I'm going to New York for three days. I only have to meet with my client for one hour. Then the rest of the time, I'm yours. But they always whine about how they can't get off work. This lie has thrilled my target because we've already established that she doesn't work but is a fitness instructor looking for clients. She agrees to meet me in a dinky bar that's attached to the bowling alley across from my hotel. Apparently, she comes here all the time, knows everybody. She's hotter than her pictures. I'm a leg guy, and the pics didn't show how sexy her legs were. I order two pitchers of beer. I give her one, and I start chugging right out of the pitcher. She makes an amused look, like WTF, and I say, I thought you rednecks are supposed to know how to party. I have a thick New York accent bordering on Joe Pesci. 
She slams her pitcher, I slam mine. The DJ plays some song she likes. She starts grinding up on me. We dance. I go to the bar and order two shots of Captain and a Coke chaser. We do a toast, she knocks it back. I can tell that one was a silver bullet. She's pretty drunk, I'm pretty drunk. She agrees to come hang out in my hotel room. I hold her hand and we walk to the hotel. My hand is sweating profusely because it's like 90 degrees. As soon as we get in the room, she says she has to go to the bathroom. This is when a woman goes to check her pussy, wipe up, make sure everything looks okay. When a woman takes a while in there, you know she's getting her pussy ready. Okay, and this is this is a, a big banger here, and I'm I'm pausing the story for a little bit to say that this is 100% right. When you go into the bathroom, when a woman goes into the bathroom, she's wiping up her pussy because you know no she's doubt. getting the pussy ready. You have because it's like, no question. You if you ask a woman. If you have any female friends that will tell you the truth, which, first of all, you should not have any female friends, but if you do, ask them how long it takes to Lesbians. get their pussy ready. Yeah. Ask women. Lesbians. How long does it take to get your pussy ready? And they're going to say 15 minutes. You know? Minimum. All right, say. back to the story. She comes out of the bathroom. I am sitting on the bed. I pat the bed creepily for her to sit down. She sits, <laughs> and I immediately start making out with her. I start feeling those legs I've been dying to touch. A little stubbly, frowny face. Oh, well, what do I expect from a girl I essentially downloaded off the internet? I started fumbling her complicated dress. I tell her, will you take this damn thing off? She laughs and strips. <laughs> I diddle her clit a little. She gets super wet and starts moaning. I stood up on my knees and fed her my disappointment sized cock to suck on. It's a little soft due to being nervous, and I haven't done this type of thing in 10 years. She sucks me sloppily and seems pleased when it inflates to max, its max thickness. Her pussy tenses up, and she comes from my fingering. I made sure of it because I knew what was coming next. I throw on a condom and put my dick in her, and I came after about three strokes. It's been 10 years, fellas. Go easy on me. We both pass out. I wake up the next morning to the sound of her getting her shit together. I give her a ride home. She lives in some horrible apartment. I feel... I feel terrible. I almost want to offer her money, but don't want her to feel like a hooker either. I feel bad about the lies I told, but as always, that feeling is always replaced by a different one. All right, and this is a big banger here. Now, let's pause the story for a second, and I would like to um, commend... You know, Chesterfield Elitist on his honesty. You know, his dick small. He came quick. He pet the bed creepily. His dick was he, soft uh, and he was nervous. He didn't know he how to take off a dress. He considers the woman a woman that he downloaded off the internet. He's essentially jerking off. But you have to com- commend him. You know, because this is what it's all it. about. This is what being a pickup it. artist is all about. He did it. You know? All right, continuing on. It's not on. really how... For you see... Yeah, okay. For you see, that ride home down through the mountains of West Virginia back east was probably the best part of the whole experience. The moment when I got to relax back and reflect on all that transpired. I downloaded a girl off the internet. She fucked me. It was easy. This is the fucking future. I roll down my windows and let the wind whip through my hair. I get an insane level of hyper energy that can't be contained. And I have a Tourette's moment where I slap the side of my car and scream future out the window repeatedly like Squidward. 
I stop at a little roadside diner and see an older gentleman sitting there alone at the counter. I sit down next to him and order a coffee and a bagel. I talk to him. He's just come from church. He asked me how my weekend was. I'm not religious, but I told him, sometimes when you ask God for rain, he makes it pour all over your garden. That old man wanted to know more, so I showed him the Tinder app. I swipe a few girls and show him the chat feature. And what happens when you meet these young women, he asked. Well, I told him, that's the part where I asked God to close his eyes for a while. The old man laughed so hard I thought he would have a heart attack. I laugh uh, maniacally as well. I throw $40 on the counter and pay for the old man's eggs and coffee. What a time to be alive, lad. What a time to be alive. See, the good wow. thing about this guy, all right? You know, he asks God to close his eyes. Because he doesn't want God to see him come so quick. He doesn't want God to see him pet the bed creepily. He's just a normal person. He downloaded a woman. He doesn't want to see him. Right. This is just what being, this is what being a pickup artist is all about. It's not how you, it's not about, you know, the sex. It's not about how you do it or how it transpires or her satisfaction in the least. Or, yeah, it's definitely but not about if the woman enjoys it. it. And that you accomplished it. You achieved it. What matters is that you feel good about yourself at the expense of other people. That's the number one. It's the number one. You know, picking up women is not about uh, reality. It's it's not like we're so afraid of women and we hate them so much and are disgusted not- by them so much that we have to view them as sort of like a video game or a fantasy. And we have to role right. play as these certain guys that are better than a rear selves to get them. It's not like that at all. And it's not like we're just sad and pathetic or anything like that. Um, Our dicks are normal sized. I, that does, that's not relevant. That's not relevant to... Um, what we do, it doesn't matter what size it is. It's how you use it. And right. Probably. Um, it's not like women don't know what they want. So, um, we can talk about what they do. So they might as well, yeah, they might as well want us, you know? And, you know, when we talk about women, we talk about like, what is the ideal woman, you know? And that's kind of what I wanted to get into. Um, the sublime art of bimbofication of okay you have a girlfriend now it's a lost art i want her to be a bimbo you know basically the most sexual thing to any man is you know extremely tiny jean short jean shorts mm-hmm. a white tank top mm-hmm. that's partially see-through and big pink high heels and her maybe holding a purse in that outfit and you're walking away in a three-piece suit and she's running after you and her heels are clicking and she goes, wait for me. That mental image is what every man wants. Every man wants to imagine that girl in those high heels trying to rock, walk up a gravel road. Oh, It's just hot. The bimbo is like, the purely the peak of what a woman should be. Right, just as we're striving for peak masculinity, nearly all women subconsciously are striving for peak femininity. And that's the you bimbo. Know? And so and that's why, you know, men are easier. Now let's let's talk about that's what men want. What do what do women want? What do women you know? like? What do they like? 
Do they like guys, you know, that play video games all day? No. You know, you can do it, but you're never going to let them know. No. They're never going to like the real you. That's not the world that they need to know about. There are two lives you lead in this game. And one they can never know about. Um, Do women like it when you get really drunk and during sex and you're able to have sex for 20 minutes and you're like, oh, but you never been with a guy that lasts this long. And they're impressed because it's really cool. Well, one thing I've noticed in bed with women uh, myself is very interesting, I, I find actually, is, um, you know, when you're in the, the thick of things and um, they like it when you call them homie. You know, like, uh, yeah, you like that, homie? Yeah, you like how that feels? <laughs> like, yeah, you like that gangster? They want to be emasculated. They don't ever get you to like be called that dick like, things like that. What's up, player? Yeah. Um, give it to me, pimp. Things like that. Yeah. Things of that nature. So, these are things... What's this up, Hustler? Take it. This is, Take it, Hustler. This is thinking outside the box and things that a lot of guys aren't trying. <laughs> They're afraid to go to that level, that next level. And that's why we're here. <laughs> you like that cowboy? <laughs> yeah, officer. Yeah, officer. <laughs> yeah, take that, you all-star. <laughs> Thanks, coach. <laughs> Taking it like a champ, buddy. I mean, just things like that. So don't be afraid to try it. Right. You know. I'm going to pull out now, dude. Just try yelling that. <laughs> All right. Well, I got some advanced tips for you guys. Um, you know, I promised these at the end, you know, and I'm sure for a lot of our more seasoned message boards members, um, you've already heard this. You know, you've already heard these spiels, these affirmations, these tips a million times before. I still feel like it's good to listen to them just as it gets you a more holistic view of what we do as artists. But I come up with some advanced techniques of my own here. And the first one I'm very proud of. I've done multiple times, and it always definitely makes an impression on the girl. And that is this technique I've developed called Imagine the Orc. Now, it sounds complicated, and it sounds bizarre, but trust me on this one. All right? Now, you're going to say it, tell a girl, right? You've already, This is not an opener, by the way. This is a mid-tier set. You're going to run this maybe when you got her isolated, when her friends are doing something else or your wingman's taking care of something. You're going you're gonna to run this when you got her by yourself, right? Now, it's okay if you come off awkward starting this because it's just such a, you know, you're going to make it seem like something of, of, of vast importance to you. You're gonna be like, all right. Let me let me let me try something with you real quick for a second. You know, let me let me. Uh, let, I want you to close your eyes for me, right? And you know, women will be like, oh, what's he doing? Is he creepy? <laughs> and they'll think something stupid like that. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna tell them, I want you to imagine an orc. All right. And even during this part, you can kind of drop your voice. You can be like David Blaine in that like kind of nasally monotone that everyone loves. And you can be like, I want you to imagine an orc. All right? Now tell me, what color is the orc's skin? Is it dark green? Is it teal? Is it a pale yellow? Is it an ashen gray? And what is this? Is the orc wearing boot-cut jeans? What color are the jeans? Are they faded? Are they dark blue? Are they black jeans? This orc, he's wearing boot-cut jeans, and he's standing 
Is that a, is that a golf course? Is he standing on the fairway? On the green? And the whole time you're asking these questions, the woman is answering them. And she is not allowed to open her eyes, right? So the orc is wearing that. And the orc, is he standing on the green? What is he holding? Is he holding a driver? And behind the orc, is that a, is that a car? Tell me, what kind of car do you see behind the orc? Is it a 1956 pink Chevelle? Is it a yellow AMC Gremlin? Is it a dune buggy? Now this orc, obviously, he's not wearing a shirt. He's wearing jeans. He has no belt in the jeans. He's visibly wearing no underwear against it. Now tell me, what is this cool orc? Is he smoking a cigar? What kind of a cigar is it? How big is a cigar? And is he leaning against a brick wall? Or is he leaning against a chain link fence? Now, depending on how the women answered all of these, right? That's gonna tell you exactly about her personality. Think of the most obvious one, the cigar that the orc is smoking. She's gonna tell you exactly how long that is. That is how long she expects your dick to be, right? A hundred percent of the time, right? It's gonna be a phallic symbol, right? And the orc is gonna be her ideal mate. Every woman wants an alpha male, right? And what is more alpha male than an orc? A savage, noble type of barbarian warrior. Take what they want. Exactly. An orc, uh, all women fantasize about orcs, right? All women rooted against the, uh, you know, little gnomes in Lord of the Rings, right? No one wanted those fuckers to win. Everybody wanted the Mm -hmm. orcs to win because they are hot, right? And now... You're going to imagine the the color of the bootcut jeans. Now, what that represents is going to be a woman's fertility, right? Does she want to reproduce with this orc, right? If they're a light mm-hmm. blue, she wants to start a family with them. If they're black jeans, she wants that orc to run her hard and put her away wet, you know? She wants to be used by that orc, the perfect mate, which should be you, and she wants to just be thrown around like a sack of grain, you know? All right. And then you're right. talking about the golf course. You know, that's going to be her home life, you know? Now, if she imagines that orc on a nice green, then, you know, she has a fairly stable home life and things are good. Now, if she imagines this orc in the brambles, in the rough, maybe eyeing his caddy, who is some kind of goblin. For, you know, not a driver or a putter, but the the triangle one that I forgot what they're called. A chipper. Whatever, you know. That's mm-hmm. what the orc wants. You know, and if she's if he's in the rough, then she's in the rough. She's not doing so good, you know? And I've tried this, and a lot of people say, why tell her that they're bootcut jeans? Because 100% of the time when I've done this and I ask a woman to tell me what type of jeans, it's always bootcut. Bootcut jeans are easily the most attractive jeans. And when you're imagining your ideal mate, it's always going to be in bootcut. Now, sometimes the bootcut jeans will have a little loop for a carpenter belt so you can put your hammer there. But always, that orc's going to be wearing bootcut jeans. And most of the time, he's leaning against a chain link fence. And that's just because that's really a sexual image to women, and they can't think about it. But by forcing a woman to think about this for so long in her proximity, subconsciously, she will want to fuck you. Because she wants to fuck that orc that she's thinking about so bad. You become the orc, right? 
Right. What I like, what I like about that technique that you have um, pioneered, if I may. You may. Um, I mean, it's really your, it's really your brainchild. Um, what I like about it so much is it's just subtle. It's really it's subtle because they'll never see it coming. They'll be like, "Who's this guy? Who's this cool hot guy who wants me to think about orcs and won't let me open my eyes for three minutes at a time?" I feel safe with him. He's right. the orc. What is that orc doing there? Um, the car. Now, the car what about- represents her. The car is how she views herself. So, like a cherry pink Chevelle, okay. she thinks she's like hot to trot. Ooh, mama, we're an AMC gremlin. She's gonna view herself as, you know, just something you drive back and forth to get to work every day and don't really take any pride in. You know, she's barely gonna wash herself. So right. if she says the AMC gremlin, then you got to get out of there, man. You're not going to deal with it. You got to get out of there. Stram. Yeah. You're not getting anything. No. I mean, you can get um, whatever. So that was your, that was your first, uh, your first advanced technique. You had a second one you mentioned earlier. Now this is something I've been doing um, for a while now. And this one just like, it, it'll keep women on their feet, right? You know, we talk a lot about alpha males, which are peak representations of masculinity and dominance. And we talk about beta males who are little wimp babies who let women tell them what to do and listen to women's opinions and cater to their emotions. Right now that was a dichotomy. You know, we thought that was a dichotomy. You were either alpha or you were beta. And I call this strategy, consider the clownfish. The clownfish, if he is not the strongest, will just pretend to be a woman and go into the male clownfish's harem and have sex with all of them. And he won't be able to tell because he's looking at that tiny clownfish like it's a lady clownfish, right? And this is where I bring in the idea of the omega male all the way at the bottom. Now, the Omega Male is everything you're going to imagine about a beta, everything we hate about betas, taken to its logical conclusion. You're essentially going to enter a bar, and you're just going to immediately start crying. And it has to be blubbering, (laughs) can barely talk out words type crying. You got to be just like really living it up, just like, like, blue, 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 blue. And you can't fake it. You really got to do something. You really got to trigger something in yourself and like really perform it. So you're going to come in and blubber and do all this stuff. And the very first woman that asks you what's wrong, you're immediately going to just embrace her and hold her as hard as you can while you're, while you're, you know, blubbering, you know? And what this does is it wakes up the maternal instincts of the woman who's going to be like, who is this hurt man? He's not like the men that hurt me. I'm going to protect him. Right. It inverses the game. Now what this does, it doesn't create a standard. It just invites a way in. Right. Cause she's like, Oh, this man showed his sensitive side. You know, he's here crying. He entered the bar. He immediately grabbed me and wanted me to comfort him. He is in the fetal position and he is trying to put his head into my lap as I try to like scurry away, but I can't stop him. Cause I'll feel bad. It, it's a perfect in because they're thinking there's no way this ver- vulnerable man could be trying to Scrooge in my Grinch. There's no way. So the Omega male is going to cry a lot. It's going to blubber. It's going to ask women to pet your hair slowly 
and 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 get you drinks and even hold the beer and lift your chin up with one hand and pour a little bit of beer into your mouth and then you're gonna come up with some sob story probably about some dipshit son you had that died just now or something or maybe your parents just died five minutes ago in a car wreck something like that you really just gotta let them have it and you're just gonna there she's gonna think oh who's this guy that you know he's not like all the other men he's not like them I can trust this man. And the thing is, the beautiful thing about this is, is, is that they can't trust you. They cannot trust you. Absolutely not. The Omega male. You're telling me this works. Is a extremely powerful opener. And it has worked both times that I did it. And at the end, the perfect thing about it too, is you always end it. And this is a classic line guys have been doing for a long time, but it really works well here. Do you know what line I'm thinking about, and uh, uh, Destiny? I think I think I do. Yeah. I don't think I should be alone tonight. Boom. Instant. Every time. You're sleeping on their couch, minimum. Most of the time, in the middle of the night, you can crawl into their bed if you start crying again, and they're going to let you. And sooner or later, when you're holding her in the bed, when you're crying, mm-hmm. you might get hard. And then you just uh, see if she goes with it. And if she doesn't go with it, you can still make it touch her. And that's going to kind of count as sex in some cultures. You could tell people this. Doesn't yeah. Matter. I mean, you're going to come home and your buddies are going to be like, hey, man, where were you last night? And then uh, you uh, tell them, I had sex with a woman. And and you're going to have a good day after that. Well, I can't say that I have done it before, but I am for sure going to try that technique. I know I've used the orc, which is... Just revolutionary. But the Omega Male, I'm going to have to give it a shot. So. You got to go for the Omega Male every once in a while. It's a powerful entrance, and the problem with it is is you you really got to minimize your targets on it. You can only do that to about one woman a night. Now, if you try to do that to one and she doesn't go for it, you have to leave the bar and just go to a new bar and work up some more tears. Hey, it's not hard. I got a lot backed away. Just everything so, you've ever been suppressing can just come out and just let it flow, and you're going to be fine because women are going to love it. And at the very least, they're going to they're going to they're going to pay for your cab to get home. It's perfect. Um, well, I wanted to say something. I mean, did you, did you have anything? Oh else? no, I'm 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 ready. I think we're about ready to wrap this one up. All right. Well, before we do, I just want to say to our our newcomers. Um, you know, people just get into this. Doesn't matter who you are uh, as a guy. Um, I want to welcome you to this community, and uh, we're going to help you in any way we can, as long as you don't be a baby. I just want to say, um, a woman is a simulacrum. If you think of them more as an idea or a concept instead of a person, it becomes easy, and you wield and mold the way they think in any way you wish. Um, the problem today is the simulacrums are becoming sentient or <laughs> they think they are. They don't know what they want, but you do. And it's up to you to reveal to them what that is. I mean, don't do it all at once. Be gradual. You got to keep them guessing, always wanting more. You're not going to just, you know, play your whole hand at once right. and show it. Right. Um, but their reality is formed by outside forces, but now they're yours. And you're their guide, and you get to show them where they're going. So I just wanted to say that. Um, 
I forgot to say that under no certain, we should have put this at the beginning. Under no circumstances are women allowed to listen to this podcast. Maybe we can do something with a website where at the beginning you have to click yes to say you're a man and that women can't listen to this because because yeah. this like is a little drop down. I just realized, yeah, there's absolutely no way we can allow women to listen. Women are not allowed to listen to this podcast. This is for men only. It's because they might know they might be onto us if they if they find out. You know, I'm not. I, you so. know. I, Boy, would my face be red if I got caught, called out doing an Omega male, you know? And, you know, the, the upside to the Omega male is if somebody called me out on it, it'd be like, how could you even suggest that? It just even doubled down on the crying to like whole body oh. heaves. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you can, you know, if you got game, you can always get away with whatever you want. Any kind of predatory behavior is fine as long as you know how to talk to women and or police officers. But, uh, you know, right. uh, let's go ahead and, and wrap this episode up. Uh, we'll yeah. do, I guess we'll do the two outros. because we, we did a lot the, of ground. Yeah, we definitely did. We'll do the two outros because, all right, so um, this has been the first episode, episode one of Aphrodite's Labyrinth, uh, colon, uh, demystifying um, the, the fair the sex. Well, no, I'm going to do oh. that one next. Oh. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, yeah, okay. so so uh, right. d- d- Aphrodite's Labyrinth, um, domestifying the fairer sex, um, and that's going to be in a really cool font, like really kind of like gothic font, and it's probably going to have like a picture of like that one bimbo in the seashell in the background or something, but we'll probably like give her uh, some like bigger tits. Sounds, sounds it's, cool, but it's not official it's, yet, so. It's kind of cool, and I think that, you know... Well, then, never mind. Uh, uh, let's, uh, okay, also, uh, you know, this has been an episode of, uh, you know, The Heart of the Wolf. The Hour of the Wolf. Heart, heart of the, uh, the Wolf. Wo- Hour, the Hour of the Wolf's Den. Heart of the Wolf Den. Oh, I like that. I actually like I actually like that. Hour like of that. the Wolf. It's got... Uh, the Hour of the, the, the Wolf. Yeah. It's All right, so which one am badass, I doing? But, um, any, anyway. All right, this has been episode uh, well, one of well, Wolf you know, Hour. Wolf, Okay, well, that's not what I said, but um, anyway, um, like us on Twitter, guys. Um, You can check out our YouTube channel. We have a lot of um, weekly tips on there. Um, We have a lot of correspondence on there. Um, You can hang out in our Google Hangouts. We're there every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're on there all night, uh, Sunday, too, and Monday. Um, We're on there all night. uh, just chatting if you want to chat. Destin- so we're there. Destiny.co.uk, and you can buy his custom cologne. Um, you know, uh, I, Fibonacci. Yeah. Oh, Gallagher, maybe now. Uh, yeah, I guess that I'm was the sure. watermelon guy. But, uh, you know, I bought his cologne that was made out of uh, coconut oil and motor oil and the third type of oil, castor oil. It was castor oil. And then I think there was a hint of oregano. But fish oil, yeah, fish oils in there, yeah, fish oil too. Well, like the tablet was swimming around. I don't think you, I think you forgot to bop it open, but yeah. Um, mm. so thank this you so much. This is this is uh, this is thank our you. first episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we're gonna head and uh, we're gonna go harass some women sexually right now, yeah. Stay weird, everybody. All right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>